This episode of Empowered Spirituality is sponsored by We Are the Spell. If you are seeking a trauma-informed yoga asana space that reaffirms your intuition, or if you've been finding it difficult to stay committed to your yoga goals, and if you do not agree with how yoga is portrayed in the West, join Irene Yoga Flow's Yoga Club. You'll get weekly vinyasa and yin practices, radical rest workshops, tarot readings, private classes, and more for club members. If you join Irene's Yoga and Tarot Club in March at the Moon Daughter Tier, you will be eligible for a free tarot reading over Zoom with Irene. Sign up at patreon.com slash Irene Yoga Flow or use the link in the show notes to join. Hi there, I'm Kristen Ciccolini, functional nutritionist and menstrual health educator at Good Witch Kitchen. I want to tell you about my cycle syncing course called Cycle Magic, which is an evidence-based program for those who feel like misfits in the world of wellness and who are ready for a more intuitive approach to their health. The course goes in-depth on how the menstrual cycle works, nutrition for happy hormones, and reducing PMS symptoms. Plus, you'll learn about the patriarchal societal structures that keep us from connecting with our bodies, and you'll learn how to develop your intuitive superpowers and apply them to food and movement. It's a robust resource intended to help you live a more cyclical, magical, empowered, and full life without period problems holding you back. You can get $100 off of Cycle Magic with code LUNARLOVE when you visit goodwitchkitchen.net. But doing that active service helps heal the collective because it takes the stress off of people and it takes the stress off of you. And it also shows the collective and your friends and your family, you know what, you can do it another way. There's another way to do things. And as we heal the collective, we're also trying to heal the earth, right? We have a lot of problems. We have a lot of issues with climate change that need to be fixed. So. We're trying to collectively do that together. And me trying to give solutions to everyday problems, that's my idea of trying to help heal the collective. Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. My name is Samantha Nagel, and it's so nice to have you here with me today. Uh, we have a great interview coming up with Jay India, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but before I go over to that interview with Jay, I wanted to go over something called the emotional scale. And this is something that I share with my clients. Um, and it's something that I've also shared a little bit in my writing, like through my newsletter and stuff like that. Um, but I believe this was I believe it was uh, Esther Hicks who came up with the emotional scale. Um, and the emotional scale uh, at the very bottom is fear, despair, grief, and powerlessness. So kind of low, what you consider low energy, low emotions, um, 
maybe even negative emotions, although we believe here at Empowered Spirituality uh, that there are no such thing as negative emotions, but to give, you know, a frame of reference. Um, at the very, very top, we have joy, appreciation, empowered, freedom, and love, which I think is really cool that empowered is on um, the very top of the scale, along with love and joy, um, because that's what Empowered Spirituality, the podcast, and my business is really about, is, is bringing love, bringing appreciation, bringing that joy, um, and helping people also raise their vibrations, right? Not in a, um, not in a shaming way or a victim-blaming way, but, you know, we've talked about that on the podcast, that the law of attraction, when not explained properly or when not um, referenced properly, can be pretty blamey. Right, but in a way to, to help people raise their vibrations, to help people come back to their natural alignment of love. Uh, you know, I love Gabby Bernstein. She always talks about, and she's not the only one, but she talks about how love is our natural state of alignment. Love and joy is our natural state. It's our birthright. Um, so that's really what Empowered Spirituality is all about. And when I was in the brainstorm process of season two, and, and I always am, I'm always brainstorming, but I really wanted the podcast to be so intentional on joy and love and really uplifting people by giving them tangible practices and by also forming this community feeling that even though we're listening from all different places, from different, you know, countries, from different time zones at different times, um, and we may never talk to each other, but we can at least kind of share in this community. Anyways, I uh, <laughs> got on a little tangent there. And so some other items on the emotional scale, uh, passion is right under love. A couple down would be hopefulness. Uh, down from that is contentment, boredom, pessimism, frustration. In the middle, we have overwhelmed, disappointed, doubt. As we start to go lower, we have worry, blame, discouragement, then we have anger, hatred, jealousy, insecurity, and then that last one is the fear uh, and despair and powerlessness. And so um, I learned about this scale from Gabby Bernstein's book, Super Attractor. And so one thing, uh, her choose again method, which I've talked about before, is the first step is you forgive yourself, uh, maybe for having a fearful thought. And then the next step would be to choose a better feeling thought. And one of the ways you can do that is by using the emotional scale. And so let's say the way I do this with myself is when I'm struggling with something, um, maybe I'm feeling, maybe I'm feeling fear, right? That's the bottom one, feeling fear and feeling powerless. Um, then I would just look, okay, what is the next, next high, the next highest vibration state or emotion that I can get to reasonably? Like obviously I want to end up with joy, appreciation, freedom, and love. Like that would be the ideal, but you can't always just go from fear to love that quickly or just spare to joy that quickly. So what I would do is see the first one, the first notch above fear is insecurity, guilt, and unworthiness. And it sounds kind of funny, but if I could get myself to feeling insecure or if I can even get myself to feeling unworthiness, uh, that's still better than feeling fear. And sometimes you can skip up more than one. So a lot of the times it's easy to go from fear to anger because that's something that we're very uh, well-versed in how to do um, is going from fear to anger. 
And so that's not a state that you want to stay in, right? I think we know a lot of people or we've even been people who um, our fear quickly turns into anger and then we stay in anger. Uh, but that's not where we want to end up. But if we can just bump ourselves up to anger for a little while, that's pretty good. And once we've been in anger for a little while, we could go up to blame. That's still like three or two uh, notches above. I don't know how to use that. I don't know how to, three, three steps above maybe. Um, so we could blame our feelings on someone else. We don't want to stay there either, but once we're really blaming someone, we can go up to just feeling doubtful. Um, and going from fear to doubt, I mean, it's not a huge leap because, right, a lot of the times fear comes from the unknown and, and feeling doubtful. But if we can just get to the, the level of doubt, we're still, we're climbing up the scale. And so I would really encourage you to um, look this up and uh, have a picture on your phone and just see, man, I'm really feeling worried. How can I just get to being frustrated instead and working yourself up that way? I think it's a really, really helpful tool and also really helpful because it allows us to pinpoint our feelings very clearly. Um, in Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk, he references a study by Harvard, I don't know the department, um, about emotions and our emotional vocabulary. And I think they found something like we only use fine, good, bad, okay, something like that, uh, to describe how we're feeling, especially when someone asks us how we're doing. And so I love this scale because it really starts to expand your vocabulary of your emotions. Because when you can get specific in labeling your emotions, a lot of freedom comes from that. And such a small thing to, instead of saying, I feel bad, right? I feel discouraged, I feel angry, I feel jealous, I feel guilty. Those are all very descriptive words. And once you're able to very accurately say where on the scale you fall, you get to know yourself better and you get to know how you get to feel better. Um, so it's a, a great practice. And the reason I wanted to share this before today's episode is because Jay and I talked a little bit about raising our vibrations. And she shared a really great story about when she was feeling very ill and very sick and the small steps that she took to slowly making herself feel better uh, that I think is really going to resonate with a lot of people. So in this episode with Jay India, we really talk about a lot of amazing, amazing content. Um, we talk about raising our vibrations, um, but specifically how to raise our vibrations when we're feeling really low and we're not doing good, um, which is really when we need to know that, right? Um, we also talk about how to make small steps in our spirituality and like our daily spiritual life, which I think is really important because I even shared this in the interview, but I often find that it's easy-ish to like do ritual and do this guided meditation and journaling exercise, you know, once a week or once a month. And that like makes me feel really good. But then how do I carry those intentions out throughout the month? from moon to moon. Um, and so she talks about some small practical ways to build spirituality into our daily life. We also just talk about how to heal, like not how to heal, um, but the, the process of healing and the journey of healing and how, you know, we've all heard that it's not linear, but it really isn't, right? Or at least it doesn't seem like it is. Um, 
even when you're not doing good, you're still healing. And I think that is something that's often missed. Healing is supposed to look good, but healing is also gross and healing is also hard and healing is also very messy, but that doesn't mean that you're not healing. So we really dive into a lot of that. And we also dive into the idea that suppressed emotions can lead to physical illnesses and kind of what that looks like, how that manifests and how to go from there. Um, we also talk a lot about our inner child work, which is really, really special to me uh, because I'm currently doing a lot of work on my inner child. Um, I'm in a 12-step program that I've talked about a couple times, and a lot of the work that we do is focus on our inner child. So that felt like a very uh, timely topic, and talking about our inner child never doesn't resonate with someone, <laughs> right? Um, we also talk about being an old soul. Uh, which was a really exciting conversation for me. It happens towards the end because uh, I've always identified as an old soul. So this episode, there's all sorts of other stuff we talk about. Uh, I'm just really excited to bring you this episode. Um, I want to introduce Jay India. She is the creator, producer, and host of three podcasts in the Free Spirit podcast brand. And her main podcast is called Two Inches Off the Ground, and she talks all about where the metaphysical meets the practical, which is really interesting. And we're going to talk about that today, too. She loves being a voice for the metaphysical world and hopes that she can assist in healing the collective with her words and her energy. You can find her on Instagram at two inches off the ground, and that's spelled T-W-O, two inches off the ground. So without further ado, I'm really excited to bring you this episode with Jay India. I am joined with Jay India for season two of the Empowered Spirituality podcast. And I'm going to start out today by pulling a little card for us. Uh, we already set our intentions off camera, but this card will just maybe give us some extra guidance for the intention uh, and maybe shape the message that we give for everyone. Make, it a, Make it a good one. <laughs> and these are from the affirmation deck from Gabby Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back. And it is, I do whatever it takes to get closer to consciousness. Is that an owl? It is an owl. It's an owl sleeping. Mm. That's interesting. He's sleeping, I guess, closer to yeah. consciousness. So it makes sense. He's meditating. Oh, he is meditating. Oh, I love that. And so with that, how are you Jay? It's so nice to see you. Sam, I'm so happy to be here. I'm a big fan of the podcast. As I've already told you, I do your meditations. I love everything you do. So I'm just really honored to be here. Thank you for having me as a guest. Well, thank you. I feel also very starstruck by you because I found you through your podcast. So it's, it's a weird experience. It's also very cool to connect in real life. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's just dive right in. Um, you host a podcast. Well, you host three podcasts, but your main one is Two Inches Off the Ground. And I'd love to start there and see like kind of how you got into that and what that means to you. Yeah, Two Inches Off the Ground is my baby. And how that started is Zen Master DT Suzuki says that when you're enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. And I read that and I thought that was just the perfect, perfect title for a podcast. And I yeah. fell in love with it. 
And that's the concept that I want is I combined, I combined, okay, let's try this one more time. <laughs> I keep using the past tense. Okay, present tense. I combine <laughs> the metaphysical with the practical. And what that means is that, yes, I would love to be, you know, in the clouds all day meditating and in my, you know, higher consciousness and just be one with source and not have to worry about human needs and wants, but guess what? We're human. So we have to find practical metaphysical solutions as spiritual and metaphysical people to everyday problems. And that's what I do in the podcast. I try to present metaphysical and practical solutions to the everyday issues we have. And I'm, I'm going to give you an example, Sam, because I was thinking about this last night. I'm like, how can I explain this the best to Sam and her listeners? And um, the best way I can explain it is let's say you're a teacher and you're a high school teacher and you want to get closer to the metaphysical, closer to source, closer to spirituality. And by the way, when I say source, source is anything that resonates with you. Source can be the universe. It can be God. It can even be your own intuition, whatever resonates with you is source to you. So let's say you're a high school teacher and you want to get closer to source, get closer to spirituality during your day. And that's the intention you've set for this spring, right? You've said, okay, this is what I want to do this spring, which is actually a really good intention, but you don't know how to do it. And when you think about the life of a high school teacher, you're teaching seven classes a day. You probably have 20 students minimum times seven classes. It's 140 energies that you're meeting every day. And also you don't have time, right? So in between, when that, think about going back to high school, which was, oh my God, over like 25 years for me or something, but <laughs> I have to think about that one. But at least when I went to high school, the bell rang and you had like two minutes to change classes. So you don't have time, especially as a teacher. So you can't just sit there in the middle of, you know, teaching a science class and say, hey, hey, everyone, let me just meditate for 20 minutes and you figure it out. You know, you can't do anything like that. Yeah. So how do you go about that practically, but yet metaphysically, right? How do you solve that problem? And yeah. a good example is you can put crystals in your backpack or your purse and you can bring that to school. So for example, you can bring rose quartz, which is self-love. You can bring black tourmaline, which wards off negative energy. And in between glasses, in between classes, you can touch these crystals without anyone knowing, take a deep yeah. breath, right? take a deep breath and just, you know, let that energy go from the last class and bring in the renewed energy. And that's a good way. No one has to know what you're doing. I had a job where I would do all sorts of things with crystals, but if you ask my coworkers, no one ever found out, you don't have to be yeah. you know, loud about it, but that's a good example of the metaphysical meets the practical. Mm, I love that. And I, that's something that I struggled with as I got into spirituality was I would do like a full moon ritual or a new moon ritual or this big like meditation burning things and writing letters or whatever. Um, but you can't do that like when you're driving and <laughs> you're anxious on the road or something. So it's so helpful to find something that, or it's, it's helpful to find ways to be intentional all day long in like little mini ways so that you don't have to do these whole rituals to give you peace. 
And I love that you brought up meditation. And it's funny that we got the card of the owl meditating because what were we talking about right before we came on was meditation. Yeah. And, um, you know, you say it to people and they're like, oh my God, if one more spiritual person tells me to freaking meditate. But I'll tell you this, there are so many different ways to do meditation. And I think a lot of your listeners know it, do a walking meditation. You can be at the gym. People who are at the gym go into that zone. And to me, that's meditation. You don't have to be the Buddha on the mountaintop unless you want to be, you know, I, and you can only, you only have to dedicate maybe five, 10 minutes a day to it as well. And also now <laughs> here's a, um, I'm going to give a warning on this one. You can meditate while you drive. However, you need to really be conscious. It's not a zoning out meditation. I meditate while I drive, but yeah. it's not a zoned out thing. It's, you know, you're watching the cars on the road. You're being, you know, you're, yeah. it's not a distracted driver thing. And Sam, I did one of your meditations. Oh, what was it for? It was something about starting the week well yeah. or ending the week well. Mm -hmm. And I did that one while I was driving and I found it so relaxing and so peaceful. And I was still able to concentrate on the road. Now, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I wanted to meditate. I did it at night. I was sleepy. I was driving. Do not do this. This is my warning story. And I ran my husband's, the mirror of his truck into a toll booth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was fine. It was just the mirror on a truck, but yeah. my whole point is it's a conscious meditation. It's, it's an awake meditation. And if it's something that yeah. you can't handle doing, don't do it. But yeah. you know, Samantha has great meditations. I've done probably all your meditations, almost all your meditations. You can find them where on Patreon and, but mostly on your website, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, definitely take advantage of that because Sam has such a great voice. So that's great. You can keep up with that too. And, and other podcasters you listen to who have these meditations do a great job as well. Not me, not me. I don't have the voice for meditation, but, <laughs> <laughs> but others do. So, you know, guided meditation is great as well. So if you can do it, do it. Yeah. That's so great. Well, thank you. I think you have a beautiful voice as I've already told you. Um, and I think that is so perfect for our card too. I do whatever it takes to get closer to consciousness. Um, and I know this is a little off top. You didn't mean just driving in general, but I get a lot of anxiety when I drive. Uh, and I live in a pretty, a place where drivers can be a little crazy. Uh, so it really helps me to do some sort of practice. I don't think I'm ready to meditate while I'm driving, um, I but I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good driver as is. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm, I'm not a good driver. No. <laughs> my, you know, my dream car is my dream car is the self-driving car. That's my dream. Oh, oh that kind mm -hmm. of freaks me out. The idea of that. I'm all about it. I'm, I'm, I'm the first one to sign up for that. Literally. <laughs> well, let <Anyway>. us know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, maybe that would be good for me. It'd take a little of the pressure off. Um, but what I like to do is imagine like blessing every car that drives by. And, and I like to imagine a, a thing of light going from the top of my car to my surroundings. And then I just think, cause sometimes I'll be like, oh, that guy's going to run the red stop sign and he's going to hit me and I have to be careful. But I just think like, 
I can't wait to turn and nothing bad's going to happen. And I still am very aware that something bad could happen, but I feel like, again, just having that like intentional awareness at all times is so helpful. You know what I say? Um, because I'm a really nervous driver as well. Mm -hmm. And I live in a rural area, but I also live not far from the city, meaning New York City. So, but for some reason, I like to drive in New York City, which I don't even know how that's possible, but I do. I find it really easy to drive because everyone's going, you know, five miles per hour. So it doesn't bother yeah. me in the streets or a grid and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But um, I'm the same. I, listen, I blame New Jersey for giving me a driver's license. They should have never done it at 17 years old. It's not my fault, but, um, I do have a driver's license. <laughs> and, um, yeah, what I actually say to myself when I get in my car is the universe has my back. I say universe, you have my back. I know you have my back. We're driving. You have my back. If there's a tricky turn, I have to make this really tricky turn um, into my street off a highway in, you know, people are going really fast, but I have to yeah. really slow down to make this turn. And yeah. I say, it's going to be okay. The universe has my back. The universe, universe, you're going to clear this um, road for me so I can make this turn. So that's how I deal with it. And also that's the deck that we pulled from. No, <laughs> I didn't yeah. even hear you say that. Sam, I didn't hear you say, I swear in my life. I didn't hear oh, you say cool. that. Wow. I mumble a lot. <laughs> so no, you don't mumble a lot. I was probably just, I don't know. I, I was just in my own consciousness. There you go. There's <laughs> a good excuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. That is so cool. Oh, and I wanted to touch on something else that um, I saw in your bio, which was that you feel passionate about um, healing the collective. And I just wondered if you could touch on kind of what that means and, and how that shows up for you. Well, now that we're in 2022, um, we have to admit that 2020 and 2021 was kind of a S show, right? We don't swear on this podcast, correct? You can. Oh, it was a shit show. Yeah, it was a total shit show between 2020, 2021. Not to say that we didn't learn a lot of really good lessons about slowing down and figuring out what life really means to us. I think that's been invaluable, but we've also had a lot of sadness, right? We've had a lot of people yeah. leave this earth and leave this world. So 2022 to me so far has just been about, you know, us getting together in harmony and healing ourselves. And what do I mean by healing? And what do I mean by me trying to help heal the collective is I think the best way to do it is everyone needs to work on themselves and that's it, you know, and it comes down to really small acts, Sam, as you know, you know, really small acts of, I love what you said you had. If anyone hasn't listened to this episode, it's so good. Sam, you had an episode on, um, I think it was on holiday gift giving and you yeah. talked about your acts of service instead yeah. of giving financial gifts or monetary gifts, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so brilliant. And you said people took you up on the food, on yeah. making dinners and meals and things like that, which is so smart. And I love it. That's a great example of healing the collective. You don't think it is, 
but it is because instead of stressing out everyone around you and stressing yourself and being like, oh my God, here's a $50 gift card to Amazon for another $50 gift card to Amazon. I mean, literally I've had that, I've had that experience with people where I'm like, I just exchanged a Target gift card, (laughs) no offense to them, to um, an Amazon, it's stupid. I'm sorry, but it is, you know, right. it just is. give me the 50 bucks. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or I keep my 50 bucks. You keep right. your exactly. 50 bucks. <laughs> you keep your 50 bucks, but doing that active service helps heal the collective because it takes the stress off of people and it takes the stress off of you. And it also shows the collective and your friends and your family, you know what, you can do it another way. There's another way to do things. And as we heal the collective, we're also trying to heal the earth, right? We have a lot of problems. We have a lot of issues with climate change that need to be fixed. So we're trying to collectively do that together. And me trying to give solutions to everyday problems, that's my idea of trying to help heal the collective. Why oh, I love that. And then what that turns into, oh, sorry, did I cut you off? No, I was just going to add and say, I understand that some of my solutions don't resonate with everyone, but if it resonates with you and you're in that frame of mind, then absolutely take it. I mean, some people listening right now may say, you know what? I'm not ready to heal. I'm in this place and I need to stay in this place for a while. And that's okay. As long as you're mentally okay and you're getting the help you need and the whole thing. Um, I understand where people are coming from. I really do because you have this really dark journey. Sometimes you have to go through I, my birthday just passed and I read, I used to do these email journals to myself for some reason. Okay. This is kind of funny. I have um, a master's degree in creative writing, but yet I don't journal or anything. I can only do it over email. So people expect me to say to people expect me to say I'm a big journaler, like writing out, I'm not into it, but I do it over email. So I read these journals from 2016 when I was in a bad place and I, I get it. If, if I were to hear some of the advice I give on the podcast, then yeah, I don't know if a lot of it would have hit, you know, so I get it. So whatever place you're in, whatever resonates with you, and that's how you can heal yourself and exploring some, Sam, I know you talk about this, exploring your shadow side is also healing yourself. Mm, yeah. That's such a good point that there's like this, um, TikTok or Instagram real audio that says like someday she's healing someday she's breaking, something like that. Uh, and I, I like the message, of course, but I feel like on the days that you're breaking or the days that you're crying or the days that you're feeling really anxious and overwhelmed and grieving, you're also healing because that stuff has to be felt in order to be let go. And so I love that you really focus on that as well. Yeah. And, you know, I am struggling with something right now. And I'll, I'll tell you guys about it. This is pretty personal. I talked about it a bit on my podcast, but not a lot. Um, so for my autoimmune disorder, where I had a complete collapse last August and September, I mean, I almost died. I stopped eating. I stopped drinking. I lost 20 pounds in two weeks. It was really, really bad. You guys get the point. Uh, I had to go on this really strong steroid called prednisone. And I had to go on it for 30 days because it was either do that or die. <laughs> so I, I picked A. And um, that that's something normally I wouldn't do. I'm, I'm probably like you, Sam, big herbal, holistic, alternative medicine person. So that was a hard decision for me. And uh, I was, I got every single side effect. 
and now I'm much better because I'm, I've been off it for a month, over a month, probably six weeks, but I didn't know that after you go off of prednisone, especially when you're at that high of a dose that you start losing your hair. No one told me that. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm running my fingers through my hair and it's coming out and chemotherapy, like clumps and it's shocking because I've never dealt with that in my entire life. And my whole point is that even though I've had some bad moments around that, that's part of my healing. You know, it's not a fun part of my healing. It's not the, oh, I feel so much better today. And I'm going to, you know, take a two mile run. It's, it's not fun, but it's my hormones in my body getting back to where they need to get back to. And I've, I've read up a lot on this and it's going to take a few months to get back to where they need to get back to. So that's a good example of, you know, that's part of healing too. I love that example that you use. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm speaking on this wonderful podcast today and I have to speak on, um, someone's in a little bit and you guys both do video and that's something I had to confront and say, Um, okay, you know, all this hair loss, but I have to go on video and I have to be okay with that. And, um, I am okay with that. I look good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But I, you know, I think I look fine. And even if I didn't look fine, I would, you know, adjust somehow or tell you about it. Yeah. You know, and say, Sam, I'm not comfortable, but I am comfortable. So it's all good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for kind of stepping outside your comfort zone or, or getting okay with this comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. You make it easy. That's good. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you. And actually that, um, you did a podcast on this, so I wanted to touch on it a little bit more and you kind of just brought it up about how our emotional symptoms or how our emotions can manifest in our illnesses. But that's of course not to say that illnesses aren't also illnesses too. I feel like when we talk about that, it can often like sound like we're invalidating something. So I don't mean it like that. Yeah, I have a lot to say on this subject. Um, So basically the idea of suppressed emotions leading to illness. And I think everyone here listening knows that that can lead to serious illness, such as what I have, um, ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune disorder, can lead to cancer, things like that. And what happened to me was I went through a childhood trauma where I was age four to six and the person who abused me, who was a caretaker, and I'm not going to get into the details because we didn't have a warning, Sam. Um, so, but the person who, or, or I was abused and how can a four to six year old process that, you know, forget about the emotions behind it, but physically what's done, it's, it's, it's impossible to process it. Now I realize as an adult, it's impossible. So then, you know, I move on with my life as a child and I cope with it the best I can, but keep in mind, those emotions are suppressed. And then what ended up happening was my memories got suppressed because that's how I survived. That's the only way I survived. And I picked up some really bad habits, um, such as constantly hiding things. For example, I would hide chocolate under my bed and I was never an overweight child. So I never got in trouble 
you know, for eating too much chocolate, but when it was hidden under my bed, my mom found out about it. She, you know, we got in a fight about that whole thing, but, um, but you know, that's the way I coped with it. I coped with it by being pretty antisocial. I coped with it by having extreme anxiety. Um, I had pretty much the equivalent of a breakdown in the fifth grade and my parents could not figure out what was wrong. And they had to take me home from school. And I remember I stayed home for several days and I didn't know what was going on. Keep in mind, I didn't know what was going on, but all these emotions were suppressed inside of me. Why? Because I hadn't told a responsible adult because at that point, the memories were subsiding. So it was just, it was just a lot going on. Now, fast forward to age 42, 43, and these memories start coming back, which is common. If you talk to any sort of, any sort of therapist, I go to a trauma healer who combines talk therapy with energy work and also with breath work, which has been fantastic. But she said, this is common. A lot of her patients somewhere around the age of 40, the memories start to come back. And I personally believe, and and well, she said this too, that, you know, you're finally able to handle it usually. And I'm not saying handle it well, I'm just saying handle Mm. it. Yeah. And so when those emotions came rushing out, it was, it was a shocking thing for me because my mechanism was to numb out, you know, just numb out to eat chocolate, numb out, um, turn on Netflix, turn on TV, whatever, numb out. And that's how I dealt with it. So then I had to unsuppress my emotions by talking about them and talking about what happened and going doing energy work and breath work and all sorts of things. I don't think it's a coincidence that all of a sudden I had the worst flare of my autoimmune disorder in my life, right? So all of this comes out. And now that I'm feeling better, I'm realizing that a lot of those emotions were released during my illness. And I had to feel the pain in my physical body because I would just numb out to it before. And I had to face that and I had to face those emotions. So, um, that's, you know, that's my story. And I think a lot of people have that story as well. I really do. Wow. And so how is that for you now navigating? You're still, I know you're still navigating this, but kind of you're over the really hard hurdle. How has that been kind of integrating all that? That's a really good question. I have enough life experience, especially as a metaphysical person to know, Mm -hmm. like what you say, Sam, that healing is not linear, right? It Mm -hmm. zigs, it zags. So right now I feel like I've dealt with it well for the time being and in the present moment, but I also know it can come back. And I also know things can trigger it. And part of the healing process is to tell people what happened. And my um, trauma therapist, you know, she said, you haven't told a responsible adult. And that's a big deal. I, she was the first quote unquote responsible adult I've told, you know, in that way. Yeah. So um, having my podcast where I can voice what happened to me. And, um, and by the way, guys, I don't get really detailed or specific in my podcast because I don't even have those memories to do so, but, um, it has been really helpful 
just saying, this is what happened to me and um, I'm healing. And that's the best I can do. And it may take me my entire life till I leave this earth to heal. And that's just, I don't know, that's the best way I can do it. It's just talk about it and keep dealing with it. But getting over the hump has really helped me. I will say that it's really helped me because now I feel a lot more equipped and I feel like, okay, if I need to go to a professional, which I have been, or if I need to go to a different professional, whatever I need to do, I have the support. So I'm happy about that. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so grateful too, that you, I know we didn't go into details, but you also gave the listeners kind of a, both a permission slip and then also an example of how to go about sharing. Cause right, you don't have to share to us how you would with your therapist and you don't have to share to your friends what you would to us. Um, but I feel like it's, it's just a really nice blueprint to see how one begins to share something like that. As I began the journey of shifting my career to a job that aligned with my values and beliefs, having an education in health coaching has been transformational. Through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, you can become a certified health coach to empower your relationship with food, health, and wellness, live your dreams, earn while you learn, and embark on a new path. Join the global community of like-minded change agents who are here to empower, inspire, and motivate you to create the life you've always dreamed of by clicking the link in the show notes. And by doing so, you'll receive $2,000 off tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off tuition if you choose the payment plan option. Or you can mention my name, Samantha Nagel, spelled N-A-G-E-L. Discover how to take a holistic and nourishing approach to health and wellness today. Yeah, and something interesting I kept saying in the therapist, or I don't know, we, she likes to call herself a trauma healer, but the healer's office was, I kept saying, it was so weird. I said it over two sessions. I said, but if I was overweight because I was eating all this chocolate as a child, someone would have questioned it. Someone would have questioned it. Someone, some adult, you know, my parents, some adult would have would have said, okay, something's wrong, but I wasn't overweight. So I was obsessed with this, obsessed with talking about it. And I couldn't figure out why. And finally the healer said to me, yeah, it's because you haven't told a responsible adult. That's why, that's why you're obsessed with talking about it is you need to get it out to a responsible adult and I'm a responsible adult. So I found that really interesting. Yeah. Do you do any work with the fact that you're now a responsible adult and he at the time it was not a responsible adult, but she's still with you and, and you're the adult now as well. You mean like inner child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a simple way to phrase that. <laughs> no, I like the way you put it. Oh um, yeah. Absolutely. In regard to the inner child, 
you know, I've definitely gone through meditations where I've gone back to that time, not to the incidents happening, but let's say to the aftermath of the incidents happening. And I envision my inner child or myself as a, you know, let's say four year old um, Mm -hmm. in my bedroom, sitting on my bed, really upset, really depressed, but again, can't process it. I don't know what went on. So I don't know why I'm so confused and obsessed, upset and anxious and the whole thing. And so I envision myself as Jennifer, as the older self, um, picking her up and hugging her and telling her that everything's going to be all right. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. And um, I like to say everything happens as it should. I know that's hard to say with what I'm saying, but, you know, I'm reaching people and I'm talking to people about what happened to me and hopefully that helps someone. And I'm, I'm just hugging her and I'm telling her it's okay. You're not alone. You're not alone. And that's how I've connected with my inner child or my younger self in that way. And it's, it's not an easy thing to do, to do that work. And people do it in so many different ways, Sam, right? You know that, you know, they do energy work. They go do it through meditation. They do it through talk therapy. They do it through psychosomatic, um, or I'm sorry, somatic, more in the body type of therapy. So it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting one. Something that really helped me connect to my inner child was doing things with my non-dominant side of the body. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I'm in something called ACA, which is Adult Children of Alcoholics slash Dysfunctional Families. And they talk about writing with your non-dominant hand to let the inner child come through. Is that what you do? Exactly. So I've done journaling with my non-dominant hand. I've brushed my teeth with my non-dominant hand, eaten with my non-dominant hand. And I'll tell you, I'm not really doing it now, but when I was doing it, I'll tell you, um, it came out. (laughs) It came out. It all came out. And the recommendation I would say to people is um, make sure you do it gently because I decided in my, you know, middle age wisdom, which is a joke, that <laughs> that I was just going to fix myself all at once. And so I did all these different modalities and I went from every angle and guess what? I had the worst flare of my life and almost died. Mm-hmm. So make sure you do it gently. You know, it's okay if it's okay if the healing takes longer than you think. And trust me, kids, your whole life, you're going to be healing your whole life. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Um, how do you find the balance? Because I feel like I've been, I'm not middle-aged yet. Well, at least I guess I could be. <laughs> we Wait, never how know. Old, how old are you? Because you sound so young. I'm 24. Okay. Yeah. You're not middle-aged, my dear. No, I mean, <laughs> let's hope not. <laughs> I'm 20 years older than you. So you're not middle-aged. <laughs> um, but I've definitely had that experience of wanting to like, especially during the pandemic, I feel like I really had that of like, well, I'm working from home now and have all this free time. So when the pandemic's over, I should be uh, good to go. <laughs> like, like what if I just spent this whole time healing and then I was healed as if that's a destination that you reach. Um, and I feel like I had to learn the lesson that to go slow and to like the healing that you do actually sticks with you when you go slow and take your time too. Um, 
But I guess my question was, how do you find that balance of still having a life to live and still having joy and gratitude while also going through like a very serious and traumatic upheaval of memories and shadow work and grief? When I was in my flare with my autoimmune disorder and things were terrible. The one thing I noticed was I did not get depressed, which is pretty shocking considering yeah. where I was. Right. Yeah. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with depression. I've suffered from depression. If you're depressed, please get help. And you know, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm depressed. So I, I just yeah. want to put that out there. But, um, I wasn't depressed. And I think because I had done so many metaphysical practices leading up to that point mm. that I had set myself up at least emotionally for what happened to me. And I had some really bad days. I mean, we're talking horrible pain that I wouldn't wish on anyone, anyone. And um, so how did I stay in the light a lot of it was accepting the situation of where I was, which was being housebound for months, bedridden for weeks. Uh, people, you know, you think you have that much time because you're just sitting in bed all day that you're like, oh, you can read books and, you know, you can journal and you can, you can't, you're in so much pain. And my brain fog was so bad. All I could do was turn on the TV and watch the show about horses. <laughs> <laughs> like that was all I could focus on because there was just, you know what I'm saying? There, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even listen to podcasts, Sam, because I was just not in that place. So it was a lot of accepting. This is where I am now. It will get better, but this is where I am now. But then it was a combination of that. And then I realized I had to push myself just a little bit every day. You now I had to realize I have to get to a higher vibration for me to get out of this. If I keep staying in this low vibration, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here. So a little bit every day. So what did that mean? That means even if it was, and I'm not exaggerating here, 10 seconds of me going into my heart space, 10 seconds of me meditating, 10 seconds of me firing up my Reiki, you know, um, a minute of me walking around the house so I could get my legs back again, you know? anything like that, anything where I could push myself to raise my vibration was helpful as well. And also I tried to connect to source when I could, and I'm going to be honest with you, it wasn't a lot, but I tried to connect to source in the best way I could when I, you know, when I could. Um, yeah. But as we know, source is always with us. And I, I recognize that too. I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel alone. And I had a chronic pain disorder in 2004. And um, I was just a miserable bitch. Like I was, <laughs> was terrible. Like I was terrible to my boyfriend at the time. I took it out on everyone. It was just, I was just a complainer. I was angry. I was crying. I was, you know, the whole thing. Um, because I think I, I felt alone and this time as sick as I was, I didn't feel alone. And I, I was able at some points to connect to my spirit guides and that really helped as well. So that's how I stayed in the light when I was in the dark and exploring the dark. Wow. Well, acceptance is so powerful, but it's so hard to do. And especially when things are not going well at all. Yeah. 
It must have been so challenging. I'm so glad that you're starting to feel better. Well, and you know, we were supposed to record during that time and I had to cancel with you and I felt terrible about that. Of course you were, of course, lovely about the whole situation, but I was just like, oh my God, I can't, I I can't do it. I can't give you my best, you know? And I always want to give people my best. So, um, so yeah, but it all works out as it should. Mm, I love that thing instead of what is it all works out as it should instead of um, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I think it's more metaphysical to say, you know, everything happens as it should. And I know it was, it was hard Mm. for me to say that one when I was talking about abuse, but you know, there's a reason or everything happens as it should. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. And it seems like, I know that one of your passions, like we were saying, is healing the collective and something you said a little while ago is to heal the collective is also to heal yourself. Um, So do you feel like this gave you an opportunity to maybe give back or like do you feel like this healing process is healing for others as well I think it's healing in the sense that I'm getting the word out so people don't feel so alone they can listen to my podcast they can listen to your podcast this episode and then they can say wow someone else is going through this has been through this because a lot of people out there have autoimmune disorders Crohn's, um, I have ulcerative colitis, as I said, Crohn's, uh, SIBO, those things are so popular. And with your generation, Sam, SIBO is seriously on the rise. And you think about it, everything's in the gut, everything's in the stomach, everything's in the intestines. So what does that say? If we look at the chakras, right? And I think your listeners know this, but just a quick review, the chakras are the seven energy centers of the body. And, um, if you think about the one near the base of your spine is the root chakra, it's safety and security, right? Then you move up and in the groin area, you have the sacral chakra, which is responsible for creativity and sexuality. Then you move up one more time and it's in right around your belly button. And that's the solar plexus. That's your gut. That is responsible for your personal power, your manipura. So all of these chakras were affected in me, right? And I'm still working through all that. And it manifested physically in the form of this autoimmune disorder. But think about how much these digestive or intestinal autoimmune disorders are on the rise, right? And they're emotionally based. And the interesting part of it, and I'm sure you know this book, it's um, Louise, Hay, you can heal your life. Everyone knows it, right? You all know, you're all nodding your head. <laughs> and the great, the great thing about this book, why it's such a good resource is because in the back of the book, she has emotional or spiritual reasons for why you were manifesting this physical illness. And if you look up colon, colon spasms, intestine, gut, anything like that, all has to do with not being able to release or let go every single one. So as a society, we're holding, somehow we're holding on to all these things and we're doing it in the gut. Now, the really interesting part I find interesting is one of the side effects I have from my autoimmune disorder that I'm still struggling with, it's called edema and edema is swelling. So imagine from the top of my thighs, right below my hips 
down to my calves, not my feet, not my ankles, I'm having swelling, right? And when I sit a certain way and it's uncomfortable and, you know, who likes that? So that's been going on for quite some time. So I go to Louise Hay's book and I look up the reason and guess what? Guess what the reason is? Letting go. Having problems letting go. So obviously (laughs) I'm having problems letting go. But as a society, I think we're all having problems letting go. And when you think about, well, let's put it this way. If, if you've ever experienced anxiety, people experience anxiety and panic attacks in very different ways, physically, right? Some people pass out. Some people, um, get the fluttering of the heart. Some people get dizzy, whatever, but a lot of people like myself feel it in the gut. That's where I feel it first. And I feel like I'm sorry, guys, it's going to be a little gross, but I feel like I'm about to lose my bodily functions when it gets really bad. Yeah. And that's not good. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's better to faint or have, you know, be dizzy or anything like that, but I'm saying, yeah. think of where you're getting that anxious response because that's emotional. And then that's something I look at too. So if I have, you know, Sam, we are just talking about driving. So when I'm driving and I feel like someone's about to hit me, cause I get really anxious, yeah. um, then I feel it in my gut and I'm noticing now that I'm healing that I'm feeling that fight or flight a lot less and also less in my gut. So that's something I've been noticing too. Oh, that is so interesting. I hope I answered your question. Did I answer your question? I think so. (laughs) What was the question? I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like I am healing, you know, just getting the information, being a voice for the metaphysical world like yourself. I feel like that is, and discussing my issues with people, that is, you know, helping heal myself, thus helping heal the collective, but also hopefully helping heal others so they can hear my story and they can, maybe resonate with it and resonate with some of the solutions I have. Oh, thank you so much. Um, in the, the book that you referenced by Louise Hay, there's a website that has everything listed. Uh, and yep. I refer to it all the time. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's awesome. It is awesome. And sometimes when I heard about it, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Um, but then the more I check it, it's always right. It's always right. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, in regard to healing the collective, if I can just say one more thing mm-hmm, and I'm not, I swear in my life, I'm not trying to be ageist here or, <laughs> or anything, but, um, just cause I've been on this earth 20 more years than you have. Yeah. I'm really impressed with your generation or what are you, are you generation Z Gen Z? I don't know. You're, Maybe. I'm going to say you're Gen Z Maybe. cause you're not a millennial. You're too young. I think I'm just like business to cut off. Okay. So anyway, you're young. Um, and I, I'm very impressed with your generation right now because you guys really have come to this earth as really evolved souls. I mean, the fact, Sam, that, that you have this podcast and you're talking about things that I didn't have revelations about until maybe two, three years ago, and you're talking about it as a 24 year old and your generation is talking about these things. And you guys are recognizing climate change 
and recognizing that the earth needs healing that, you know what, we're not going to be treated by our bosses or whatever, a certain way anymore. We're not going to be treated this way by corporations anymore. We're not going to be disrespected. We're not going to be talked down to. I have so much respect for that. And that is so healing or, you know, black lives matter or, or, you know, all the, um, uh, I want to say this, right. The, I can't remember all the letters, LGBTQIA plus. Okay. I think there's a lot of letters, but with, with rights in regard, you know, to lesbian and and gay persons, I mean, it's just amazing to me what you guys have done and how evolved you are and how spiritual you are in all of that, because my generation, not so much, <laughs> you know, like not so much. We were, we definitely didn't come out of the womb that way. I'll tell you that. And, you know, that's not everyone, of course, but it took us a while to get there. So I'm really excited to see as you guys age, what your generation does in regard to healing the collective, because you're already doing it. So, wow. yeah. So it's only yeah. going to get better and better. I see only, I'm, I try to stay positive. I see only better yeah. and better things happening. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice thing to hear. Thank you, though. And you said, um, I don't want this to be ageist. I was thinking, oh, okay. But then what you said was so kind. (laughs) That's not what I was expecting. (laughs) I just didn't want it to come across as like, I'm older, so I know better because I don't at all. Um, You do know. Well, no, I do. I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I think the last question I'll ask before we wrap up is just if you have any advice for people who are just getting into spirituality or just getting into their healing as well. So I just want to touch quickly before I answer that on the idea of being an old soul. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Because um, I think that's important. So I did not come up with this calculation. Ainsley McLeod, who wrote the Old Souls Guidebook. It's so good. Again, I'm going to say it one more time, Ainsley McLeod, the old souls guidebook. You guys all have to read it. It is my Bible. I swear. (laughs) I look at it all the time. And basically he describes humans as being, as having soul levels. And the youngest soul is level one. The oldest soul is level 10. So those of you who are listening to this are probably nine or 10 level souls. And Samantha, this is what I was talking about, about your generation. I think what's happening is you guys are coming back to the earth as let's say nine or 10 level souls where my generation maybe came back to the, to the earth around level six, you know what I mean? Which makes sense. Yeah. So if you're someone listening to this and you're like, oh my God, Samantha just gets me and I I don't know why. And I just feel so connected to her and this podcast and the whole thing. It's because she's a level nine, level 10 soul. And so are you. And so am I, and we are building a community together. So if you're new, I want you to understand this, you know, get this book if you can and uh, read it because it's really helpful to understand that you are part of this community and it's a beautiful community to be a part of. And (laughs) there may be someone at your work that just, let's say, annoys you. You're like, oh my God, why does this person do this or act this way? They're probably a younger soul. Mm -hmm. And that's what 
happens a lot to me. I just, it's, and by the way, we were all younger souls once, you know, if you believe in past lives, I do. So there's no, there's no better or worse. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not a competition. It's just, you know, what you are, what level you are now. So, but you may be saying to yourself, oh, young soul, you know, <laughs> and maybe why you don't vibe with the person versus vibing with someone like Samantha, who's a level nine or 10 soul. So just recognize that you are an old soul. That is a great thing. That is why you are coming back to the mothership <laughs> because, um, you know, that's why you're your gifts and your psychic abilities and all these things and your intuition are opening up right now if you're new, because this is where you're supposed to be. So my recommendations would be anything that you're passionate about, go for it with the metaphysical and the spiritual, go for it. If you're like, oh my God, I just love crystals. I want to delve into every single crystal, or I just want to really focus on rose quartz, for example, do it. Whatever lights you up right now, go for it. If you're someone who wants to really explore that media, Oh, she's showing me a rose. <laughs> I like that. Um, if you're someone who really just, you know, loves to research and explore topics, this is, you're going to love it. This is going to be fun because you spend so much of your time, right? Samantha on YouTube and on, you know, reading books and reading magazines. And I, I listen to a ton of podcasts. And that's a great way. And, you know, you listen to Samantha's podcast. I'm going to do a plug here. You listen to my podcast, Two Inches Off the Ground. Um, You know, you have so many great resources nowadays. So definitely delve into what is resonating with you and what source is guiding you to. And by the way, you may go in phases. I remember in the beginning, I was really into crystals and I still like crystals, but I'm not as into them, but I was really into them in the beginning. And it was a good base knowledge for me. You know, I explore everything in my podcast. So it just, it just depends. I have so many different topics and then, oh, and I just want to make a crystal recommendation. So if you are new and you would like to access your psychic abilities or access your intuition with source and open your third eye, definitely get some amethyst, which is a purple stone. That is the spiritual stone that will help open your third eye. And you know what? You can buy a piece of amethyst, you guys, for nothing, for like a a dollar, two dollars. And then you can also get a clear quartz crystal. And if you put them together, clear quartz magnifies any crystal that you have with it. So that's what I do is I magnify all the time. And, you know, you may want to just clean your crystals a little bit and just do a Mm -hmm. psychic cleaning of them, which a lot of times they can do in the crystal store for you. They do it with a tuning fork. If you don't want to do that, you can also just say, you know, just say something to them, just say, okay, I'm clearing any past energy. And, you know, you can do that as well. But if you get the amethyst and the clear court and you clear courts and you meditate with them, that may give you a really powerful experience. And a lot of times I'll find the crystals vibrating in my hands. So if you're new, I highly recommend. That is so cool. Thank you. Um, And this kind of segues into the last question. Um, What is something that you can give the listeners? What's a piece of homework? What's a resource? Kind of what is something you'd like to impart onto the listeners? Well, 
I have to be shameless and say, listen to my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There's some homework. No. Um, some homework too is think about looking at some of Sam's meditations because they're really good. And especially if you're new, it can help you get to a higher place and help calm yourself. If you're someone who listens to this podcast and deals with depression or anxiety, meditation can help incredibly, of course, get professional help, obviously, but um, meditation can help. So definitely take a look at some of Sam's meditations because I do them and I highly recommend them. Take a look at the old soul's guidebook. Excuse me. Take a look at the old soul's guidebook, which I'm sure Sam will put in the show notes for us and just follow your heart, follow your passion and connect to source that way, because source is always with you. And source could be anything, as I've said before, right? It could be God, intuition, the universe, whatever you believe in. So source is always with you. And once you recognize that life gets a lot better. Um, thank you so much. And to close, you mentioned it, but where, what's your podcast? Where is it at? And how can people follow you? So my podcast is two inches off the ground. It's on Apple and everywhere else, Apple, Spotify. I don't do video though. I'm not the video person, but you can definitely listen to it pretty much everywhere. And what was your second question? How can people get a hold of you or find you? Oh, okay. And you can just follow me on Instagram at two inches off the ground. Cool. Well, thank you so, so, so much for being here. This was a really fun conversation and I'm so glad I got to learn from you and I'm really excited for everyone else to learn from you too. You know what a light worker you are, Sam, and I'm just really honored to be here. And you just really, I'm just impressed by you over and over every single episode I hear from you. So thank you for having me and you're the best. I appreciate you. Thank you. I really appreciate you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me and my guest if you would rate and review this podcast. Um, you can do that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Spotify actually just created a new option to rate your favorite podcasts. Um, so that would be a wonderful way to help the show grow and also just to show me some support and love. Or maybe you'd like to send this episode to someone you think would benefit from it. Um, if you'd like to tag me or my guests on social media or comment on this episode post, you can find me on Instagram at empowered.spirituality. And on that Instagram uh, account, I also share things related to holistic health, uh, menstrual cycle awareness, uh, movement, um, and all kinds of things. So I would love for you to give me a follow over there. And lastly, I am taking clients for one-on-one -on -one session work. I offer three and six months programs with the option to keep going. Um, in these one-on-one -on -one coaching containers, we really get to do a deep dive of spirituality, if that's something that interests you, or if not, we don't touch it. Um, movement, food, your menstrual cycle, if you have one. And we also really do a deep dive into our intuition uh, and our authenticity. And we also look at things like how much we're consuming alcohol and substances. And we use a really intuitive, flexible framework for approaching these things that we're really taught are strict uh, in our culture. 
So I'd love to see you over there. My website is empoweredspirituality.online and you can book a free consultation call. But until next time, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next Thursday.